questions or comments. We return to the Big Boat and Outdoor Show on News Talk 660 Case Guy. Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Boat and Outdoor Show. Live in the beautiful studios of News Talk 660 K-Sky, I'm Dennis Gibbs, the boat guy. He's Big John Mixon. And this segment is being brought to us by Grandpappy Point Marina, compliments of their yacht sales department. And Big John, we still have the boat of the week as the 2007 42-foot Carver SS fully loaded. It was the original price of 429 has been reduced to... $339,000. Go out there this Labor Day weekend. I bet they've got tons of other special boat deals out there for everyone to uh, go check them out. Grandpappy, 888-855-1972. Now, John, yeah. on August 21st, James, okay. James Phillip, age 30, Kurt Hall, age 28, and Tressel Hawkins, age 43, set out for a day of fishing on August 21st. A three-hour tour. See, there's another chance for Drew to play some funny music. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, Island. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You're trying to be serious. These gentlemen went out on the lake, or excuse me, went out in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, were lost. They Their boat capsized. The Coast Guard was out looking for them scanning thousands hundreds of thousands of miles out there in the gulf so and their boat flipped over it was upside it was upside down it was upside down oh, wow and uh the coast guard ended up calling off the search for these three gentlemen they had been lost for eight days now this man his name is mr eddie yacklin had purchased a brand new boat in florida it's a big nice beautiful 75 foot riviera fishing boat had taken it from florida and went around to uh louisiana and that's where this story is going to uh take place because right now ladies and gentlemen we have the man who saved these uh three gentlemen rescued them mr eddie yacklin on with, with us here this morning with the big boat and outdoor show good morning eddie welcome to the show good morning how you doing man we are doing fantastic here this morning up in dallas fort worth how is everything down there in Houston? Well, actually, I'm in Kingsville, Texas. Oh. Uh, getting a little rain, which we've needed and hadn't had any in a long time. So Yes, sir. Everything's great. Man, that's fantastic. Now, Eddie, I don't know if you heard what I was saying, but um, I kind of took where you had purchased your new boat out in Florida and you brought it around to Louisiana, and uh, you wanted to go fishing. Actually, yes, it was a, uh, it's a 58-foot boat. Oh, okay. And, um, I had the boat um, for a while. I'd been in Florida, and uh, I had it rigged out in Florida where they delivered it. And we had been over there for several months. And we uh, since actually since January, we were just on our way home to Louisiana. Um, we did all the Bahama Islands, and we brought it to Louisiana and had it there for about a month. We was going to fish out of there, and it's been there about a month. And we was going to bring it home from Louisiana to Texas. This weekend, Labor Day weekend, not last weekend. Right. And I don't know. It just um, got out to Louisiana last weekend. We was going to go fishing, and a bunch of the guys didn't show up, so I just decided to take the boat home a week early. Right. Anyway, I was, um, coming, was coming across there, coming across the um, 
uh, we had three or four or five rigs lined up that we was going to fish all the way home. And uh, for some, I mean, Gunnison wasn't even on the rig. It was uh, out of the way. And we was riding along there, and we kind of put the coordinates in. The guy had the coordinates of Gunnison. We put them in, and we put this rig in that rig, something that we didn't have. And we are just riding along there, talking that morning. And uh, I don't know, somehow we got to looking at the water around Gunnison and thinking, man, that would be some good fishing around there. We need to go there sometime. And for some reason, we just turned the boat. And uh, said, let's just go there now. It won't be that far out of the way. It's about 50 miles. Let's just go there and go fishing. Right. And that's how we ended up um, headed to Gunnison. So you anyway, uh, go ahead. So you're out there and you're 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 fishing wow. and and uh, I think you guys you went past these guys twice, didn't you? Well, actually, um, I went up uh, yesterday and I looked at the GPS as I actually where they were, and when we went in, as we came by them we were about two miles from them wow and uh they saw they saw we was close enough that they of course i guess they was looking for anything anyway they saw me up on the boat they could tell i was driving it uh they could tell there was another guy sitting up there with me they saw me go down to the back deck get something to drink they saw me go back up to the top when i went down to the back man they was all jumping they thought i saw them and um uh, we went right on by them and went out to the rig and started trolling around the rig you mean in like an oil rig, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gunnison's an oil rig that's about 195 miles out from here. Okay. Anyway, we was trolling around the rig, and there was tuna jumping everywhere. and I mean, just the weather was just right. Uh, it was a little overcast. And I was up there driving, and I said, man, I said, this is a, we're fixing to catch a marlin. I just know it. I, all these tuna around here, I know there's got to be a marlin here. So I went down and got on the back mezzanine. And I was sitting there. I said, what are you doing? I said, I know we're going to catch a marlin. I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to get ready. As soon as it goes off, I'm going to grab that line, and uh, I'm going to be ready. He said, well, I'll clear the deck, and then I'll go up on top. I said, that's fine. And so I'm sitting there uh, probably 30 minutes later, and we're trolling. And uh, I was down there by myself, and I look across there, and I don't know. I just saw something bobble right. way across there. And... You know, not thinking that, that I would just thought it was a fish or something. And, you know, but you kind of look thinking maybe there is something over there, you know, structure or something. And I look and I look and I don't see nothing else. And about a minute later, you know, I'm kind of watching that area. And mm-hmm. I saw it again. I said, that gum, there is something over there. And, uh, you know, so far I couldn't tell. I just knew there was something there. Right. And um, I sit there and I look and I look and I look. And I guess the only reason I saw him, I was sitting down low. And it was straight across the horizon. And um, anyway, I saw it the third time. I said, you know, there is something over there. About that time, one of the guys came down. I said, hey, there's something right over there. He said, what, a fish? I said, no, no, there's something over there. I saw something in the water, something over there. And we get up there looking and can't see nothing. So we go up on top. We all start looking. So I said, no, there's nothing there. I said, well, just turn the boat around and go that way. I'm telling you all, there's something over there. So uh, we turned the boat around and just started trolling toward that area. And we go about a quarter mile. I said, there, there's something right over there. And so we saw it. And uh, that's when I got the binoculars out. And I said, uh, man, I hate to tell you all this, but it looks to me like there's a guy standing on the water over there. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, there was only like uh, about six inches of the boat sticking out of the water in the front. The motors had pulled the back of the boat down. (laughs) So you couldn't see a thing. It just... 
How far away were you when you, you know, when you could see somebody with your binoculars there? It was, um, looking at the GPS and everything, it looked like it was exactly two miles. Wow. You're listening to the Big Boat and Outdoor Show here on News Talk 660K Sky. We are talking to Mr. Eddie Yacklin, who saved the three gentlemen and rescued them after the Coast Guard had called off all searches for James Phillip, Kurt Hall, and Tressel Hawkins. And uh, the man who rescued them, Mr. Eddie Yacklin, is on the line with us here. And so, Eddie, you've spotted these guys here. And uh, what did you do, immediately get on the line with the Coast Guard? Or, or what did you do at that time? Actually, we just kept trolling. We were, you know, a long ways from them. And uh wasn't real sure. I mean, we thought it maybe some Cubans lost at sea. Because then we realized as we got a little closer, they was waving a white flag. Well, right. it was a white T-shirt. It was what it was. So, of course, we get on the um, radio, and we try to notify the Coast Guard, and I guess we're too far out. We can't get anybody on the radio, so we call the rig, and we can't get anybody on the rig. So just happened to have the sat phone on the boat, so we picked up the phone and called a couple numbers got the Coast Guard mm-hmm. on the phone um, in Corpus Christi. Right. And, you know, about that time, we was getting a little closer, and... Then I could see there was a – I was looking through the binoculars, and I said, man, I'm going to tell you what. They're on a boat that's upside down. I could see it looks like a boat. And I said, pull in lines. Let's go. So we run down and reeled in all the lines, and we started heading toward them. And uh, when we got up to them, they're screaming and jumping and hollering and, you know, all kind of confusion. You know, we're scared. You don't just go out there and just pick anybody up. We didn't know if it was a... Yeah, you don't know who they are. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if it's up the States. We didn't know if it was Cubans or what. I mean, I was looking through binoculars. I said, I can tell you all, this ain't no Cubans. Uh, they're Americans. There's, I can tell you all that. And so about that time, we swung the boat around backwards, and we started backing up to them. And we were staying our distance, probably 50 feet away, <clears throat> and we was hollering, uh, what's your name? What's your name? And, of course, we had the Coast Guard on the phone at that time. And, of course, every time we'd ask them their name, they would all three scream and holler so we couldn't hear any of them. And finally, one of them, the other two got quiet. One of them said their name. And um, uh, when they told it to the Coast Guard, the Coast Guard says, oh, my God, they've been missing for eight days. Man, and you guys were just, you know, let's hurry up and get these guys in. You backed up to them. Well, got... actually, actually, at that time, I looked up on top. I was down below, and I looked on top. And I told Captain, come on, let's go, back up. And I told these guys, I said, come on, we're coming to get you. And uh, when I did that, all three of them bailed in the water. They were swimming after me as fast as they could go. Now, when you got them up on board the boat, what did they? What kind of shape were they in? Uh, it, was, uh, it really didn't hit me. I don't know if I didn't really snap when they said they'd been missing for eight days, but it just really didn't hit me that they were – out there for eight days anyway they all got them all up on the boat i mean they almost pulled themselves in up there you know it's hard to get on a boat in right. the water anyway um got them up on the boat and they all just started jumping and hollering and screaming and grabbing me and hugging me and kissing me and kissing each other and jumping and hollering we made it we made it we made it we made it i told y'all we'd make it i told you i told you we'd made it we made it and then they um a few minutes later they started like hitting each other says man is this real are we having another hallucination is this real (laughs) didn't know if they were hallucinating or not they had done it so many times they had so much stuff happen to them after the fourth day out there they just started hallucinating all kinds of stuff and uh they were just like 
didn't know if it was real or not. You said one guy, all he had on was a pair of boxers. One guy had on a pair of boxers. Uh, the boat went down about 12 o'clock at night, and uh, they had all laid down, uh, had beanbag stuff, and they laid down to uh, sleep until daylight. I think they might have had a swordfish line or two out. Anyway, they'd laid down to sleep, and I guess one of them was in his boxers, and that's all he had. Um, all of them had just what they had on at that time. Now, and, uh, of course, his boxers were short, short, and, um, you know, the top of your legs are usually wider. And right. he was blistered and re-blistered and blistered a third time from being out there in the sun so long. It was, um, I mean, it was terrible looking. But Now, uh, now these guys, you're, you're feeding them, you're giving them granola bars. Now, tell me, tell us, tell our listeners, okay, you're there with these guys and you said, hey, what's your phone number? Give me your well, phone number. Let's call your wife. Well, we'd been we'd been on the boat probably 30 minutes. First thing we did was got them some water, uh, Gatorade stuff, and started hosing them down because they had so blistered from the sun and everything that we was trying to get the salt water off of them. We had fresh water running and cleaning them up. Got them some T-shirts and um, got them a bunch of granola bars, just anything that we had, snacks that we had on the boat. We started giving them right. to eat. And, um, of course, we had talked to Coast Guard and, said we got them on the boat we're headed in and probably it was actually after talking to them last night it was a little over an hour after they'd been on the boat we was all back there and i said uh, hey i said do y'all want to call your wives you know kind of after all the excitement and everything uh and one of them says oh i'd love to do you have a phone i said yeah i got a sat phone it'll call and so yeah i picked up the phone and i called the numbers and of course Coast Guard, we knew the Coast Guard had notified the family by then, and uh, of course they hadn't. But the Coast Guard or the uh, family had intercepted some kind of a radio uh, signal, or somebody had right. run to the house and said, There's been some guys picked up. And uh, we don't know if it's them, but there's been some guys picked up. So the family was all sitting there, you know, had heard word, but they didn't know. The Coast Guard had not verified. They were alive. It was them, and I can understand that because if it wouldn't have been them, it would, you know, been devastating. But so we. So you call phone. you call and and uh, what happened? I called I called his wife and I said, "Hang on, ma'am, some moment to talk to you." And when I handed her phone, him the phone, oh my God, I could hear her screaming. Um, he was screaming. I mean, he just dropped to his knees, just started crying, and uh, oh, it was just um, unbelievable. So then. Um, one of the guys got him a towel. His tears were just rolling, so we got him a towel and opened the door and shoved him inside the cabin and says, go in there and talk to her. So they was on the phone probably 10 minutes. Uh, it's just um, got all the kids on the phone. Uh, it was just um, unbelievable. You, unbelievable. You, you call, and, and the lady, you say, hold the phone, and you hand it to him, and he says, hey, baby, it's me, and she just started screaming. So she started screaming his name, and he screamed back his name, and she screamed her name, and he screamed his name. and uh, <laughs> She thought her husband was dead. <laughs> well, actually, she, they never gave up hope. I, mean, I know you always think deep down inside. Right. You know, you probably dream the worst, but uh, they had had hired private planes. The family had and was trying to search after the Coast Guard quit. And she kept saying, I know they're alive. I know they're alive. I know they're alive. Um, and, of course, you know, I know. Deep down inside, they had to think it was over. Yeah, and God, you know, put you there and had you turn around, had you go down to that back deck of your boat to catch that marlin, 
and you spotted them bobbing up and down and and uh I mean, that's just, uh, you were supposed to save those guys that day, Eddie, and, uh, you know, thank God that you were there. Somebody put me at the right place at the right time a week in advance and uh, 50 miles out of the way. Eddie, I can't believe it, but we have completely gone over time that, you know, I'm I'm way overdue on time here, and I've got <laughs> to let you go, man. i got to take a quick break, but, um, okay. Eddie, thank you very much for your story. It was uh, awesome. Thanks for coming on and spending your time with us on this Labor Day weekend, and uh, we certainly do appreciate it. And congratulations. You certainly are a hero in our eyes. Thank you. They're the heroes. They're the ones who survived it. They're, they're the ones who had the trouble. Well, Eddie, thank God for them. You were there. Eddie, have a great weekend. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right, you're listening to the Big Boat and Outdoor Show here on News Talk 660K Sky. I'm Dennis Gibbs, the boat guy. He's Big John Mixon. We'll be right back. News Talk 660 K-Sky and Hugh Hugh every weekday afternoon at 5. News Talk 660 K-Sky. With the health care debate ongoing between President Obama and the American people. I want the government to do it for me. Bill Bennett says the GOP is taking advantage. I've been watching Mitch McConnell. He's a solid, thoughtful guy. Very clear, very persuasive. I think Boehner's doing fine. Others like Coburn and Kyle and Ryan are making the case. But right now, the debate is going on between the Obama administration and the American people. Let it go on. Bill Bennett. Morning in America, weekday mornings from 5 to 8, on your choice for intelligent talk. News Talk 660, K-Sky. In these times of uncertainty, you need sound financial advice.